You're listening to A&R Podcast, Episode 30. Today we're going to talk about more action figure adventures, our opinion on the Netflix horror anthology Fear Street, and what we thought of Marvel's What If series on Disney+. Let's go. Hello, you're listening to another A&R Podcast. My name's D, and I have my co-host Chris here. It's finally happened. We kicked Elvin off the show, so I hope you didn't get too used to him. <laughs> it's our turn at the reins now. Chris, how are you doing with all this information? I am good. It's going to be nice to have an episode where there is no 30-minute rant. <laughs> <laughs> there still might be. There still might be. Okay. I've heard you talk too. Once you get once you get going, you get going. <laughs> I'll try and keep it within at least 10 minutes. Okay, we'll give it a try. So it has been quite a slow week for me. I don't know about you. I'm curious. What did you watch or what did you get? Uh, I well, I finally watched the third uh, episode of the Fear Street. I also watched, oh my gosh, a bunch of documentaries, just some crazy ones. Uh, and for what I got, this week was kind of dry. Well, let's face it, it was dry. I didn't get anything. So hopefully you uh, stop um sorry about that what did you did you get anything i got well i was sick so i didn't really get to go out i sent my brother to collect my legends i got surter and randomly stumbled upon um battle cat from that new masters of the universe show oh sweet and that was it like i didn't get anything (laughs) and then got a bit better i saw i don't know if you're a ryan reynolds fan but I saw that movie called Free Guy, where he's a non-playable character in a video game, and he thinks he's a real person. Really? Or he thinks his world is real. Yeah. It, it was interesting. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But it felt like Sausage Party meets Wreck-It Ralph, mainly because <laughs> in Sausage Party, they question the meaning of life and God, and they're all like food condiments and whatnot. <laughs> in this situation, they're video game characters. So What's this on? Uh, uh, it's in theater now, but oh. it might be on Amazon because they do those dual releases sometimes. So I'm sure it's available to stream somewhere. Yeah, it sounds like something I would enjoy. I'll probably have to go yeah. see that. Watch the trailer and see what you think. And then I don't know. I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I don't know about you, but it was story wise. It was interesting as well. OK, well, if you like Deadpool, I'm sure every. He's like Canada's sweetheart, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like the mascot for Canada. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> Celine Dion's out, Reynolds is in. Yeah. What else did I watch? I, I finally checked out Fear Street. I didn't see the other ones, just the first one. So I'll give my impression about that later on. Okay. And other than that, nothing else really came to mind. Okay. If I did watch anything, it wasn't worth talking about. The only other thing is what if, obviously, we're going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into that as well. And considering it's been a slow spell, Alvin and I were talking about peg warmers. So I thought that would be an interesting conversation because it's been the bane of my existence currently. I don't know about you, but we don't really have a lot of options for figures or collectibles right mm-hmm. now. Like we have Toys R Us, we have Walmart and EB Games. 
Yeah. And I'm seeing things that are like several months old still. I don't know if that bothers you or if you're worried about like exclusives. Do you even care? Do you get everything online? Like, how do you, what's your opinion on peg warmers? It's, you know, it's funny because you bring that up. And I was thinking about that the other day when I was toy hunting and I went into EB Games and they still have that, the exclusive Emma Frost. And, you know, that's been out for about, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. And it's still regular price, you know. And especially with the select few places that you can go to, it's it's just all these ex- over excess figures that no one wants. And, you know, special editions and exclusives. I won't even start about that, that whole situation with me in the Dark Phoenix 2-pack being a Toys R Us exclusive. And at this point, the Legends series really picked up. So I wasn't sure if I was going to get it. But then there were some lingering around afterwards. It was the same with the new um, Vintage Storm and Thunderbird pack. You know, everyone was rushing out to get that. And it was kind of lingering around a little bit, but not as long as some of those peg warmers out there. It's hard to tell what will be sitting around for months. Because I remember we we ran into you actually for the storm two pack. Yeah. And there was like six other people waiting. And (laughs) and then she goes into the back. She's like, I only have three. So you guys got them. Yeah. But then fast forward to now and, and Metro Town Toys R Us just has them lined up. Peg warming now. So... Sometimes it's a case of supply and demand. Sometimes it's a case of them shipping so late that everyone has already got their figures elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Other times it's manufactured supply and demand. Like, okay, we're going to put one of this very, very popular character in case. And then we'll put four of these random copperhead figures in here. Because why not? <laughs> they're just... like you. Sh- they should know. Like, they should test the waters. They know what they're doing. I think they need to tweak their algorithm a little bit yeah and when it comes down to it 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 sucks because you know we get hasbro releasing so many different uh lines of figures and you know sometimes shipping to canada is delayed and like you said um people will pick them up elsewhere and that happened with me you know i went to eb games and pre-ordered a bunch of figures and then toy traders had them and so i went there and picked them up and i think eb games didn't get their lot of shipments until a month and a half later so then you get this other amazing company that we all have dealt with eb games where they're left with this stock because everyone's got it and they're screwed and then it ruins it for us because they don't order as much And that's why, you know, we see a lot of locations doing the pre-orders before so they know how many to bring in. And sometimes they don't even get all the pre-orders covered. We have to wait still. But yeah, I had some incomplete waves for that reason. Like they'll be like, okay, you're two out of the five figures are here. Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
So you can put the build a figure arm on the torso (laughs) (laughs) and pretend because I did that with uh, the first Legends wave I collected, which was the Juggy build a figure. I didn't have his lower body, so I made this diorama where it looked like it was crashing through the wall, but it was just his top half with his two arms and head. So I'm like, it worked for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You can fake it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Use what use what you got. <laughs> exactly. But there are some situations where it isn't their fault. Like I overheard Toys R Us saying all their trucks were being rewrote due to the uh, fires in the Okanagan. Oh. So they're having a dry spell right now. And then I walk into the toy aisle and it's a bunch of Fortnite figures. It's this dude in a bunny costume. And I've seen him around, I swear, for it's been like two years now. It must be two years. It's the same figure with dust on them now. Those are the ones that get me because they're still marked as full price. At a certain point, you have to purge those things. And you need floor space. You need shelf space. Yeah, and it's a good point, too, because, you know, they I, I never got that. It's, okay, the stock isn't moving, so why don't you reduce the price? Come on, it's Walmart. I get if it was, like, a mom-and-pop comic book shop, you know, they even they reduce their prices more than Walmart does. And, you know, get that stock out because working in retail, when you have lingering stock, you don't get replenished on new stuff. So unless you get rid of those peg warmers, you know, we won't be seeing the toys and they'll have, uh, what was it, Speed Demon sitting around for like two, three <laughs> yeah. years at regular price for 29 That's when... He's still in Kelowna. I still see him in Kelowna. <laughs> Seriously? You should... Yeah, he's still in Walmart. <laughs> Next time you go there, you should take a photo of it with the yeah. price. And it's like, I remember when they were twenty nine ninety nine. That and um, who's the other one? Oh, uh, the Beetle, Ultimate Beetle. <laughs> um, the red and silver one. Yes he's still there too so another thing i've noticed recently is for newer toys for instance Mm he-man they released battle cat he was just flooding walmart but they haven't bring any he-man figures yet he is basically his steed he goes hand in hand with he-man i would assume you would want to release those (laughs) on the same day (laughs) So, so children can buy He-Man and Battle Cat hand in hand. I'm not just going to buy his horse. He's basically a horse. As cool as he is. Yeah. So it's it's business acumen like that that confuses me. And I have no idea who's in charge or if they have test audiences who decide what characters they were released and the dates they will. We've all watched the YouTube channels where... Hasbro has their reveals mm-hmm. and these all seem like very young individuals who are up to date on their comic knowledge and character knowledge. Why would I want a copperhead? Why would I need seven <laughs> copperheads? Basically? You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, the waves are all over the place. Yeah. The characters are all over the place. I would have released AI Tony Stark with Riri Williams who just got released or haphazard leads being released. I think I think Evie got maybe two of her in. Seriously, for that's the, it? Uh, for the Guilford location. <sighs> that, but like that would have been a perfect wave, just like an iron armor wave. They could have. Well, no, that goes into what if. But 
what it really comes down to is the buyers. You know, they get these, you know, if you're going to get a job in an area, kind of maybe know the market, you know, it's like me being a makeup artist, but not knowing how to apply it, (laughs) you know, or understanding it. You know, if you're going to get someone who is a toy buyer, you know, get out there and look at what people are buying, what's popular, you know you see this cool battle cat and you're like, oh, maybe I'll order some of those, but oh, the toys, they don't go with it. Yeah, they do. You know, it's, it boggles my mind sometimes how these buyers for companies go in and they just buy all these figures, but they don't think of the, you know what I mean? It's basically like when you see toys in London drugs. I'm like, why did you, why, why did you, this isn't necessary because not only are these useless, you didn't, you didn't, there's no reason or rhyme to all of the figures you purchased. Oh, did you need, did you need a tornado? I think they still have him. (laughs) They still have like 80 of (laughs) them. And that was from the, what, the, uh, what build a figure, the, um, oh man, uh, oh my God, not obsidian. It wasn't Onslaught, was it? Onslaught, Onslaught? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. See, you see these random stores that have no reason to put action figures in, but they want to fit a certain market and demographic, but they doing, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, who are you aiming this at? And then you have the newer company. Well, this isn't new, but you have like those new McFarlane figures. There should be no reason. Those are peg warming already, but I could walk into any store and those are just sitting there. So I think they need to diversify their market and characters and how many they're shipping out per store, how many units per case. Like, I don't know, or case per unit, I mean, I don't know who is signing off on all of these, but another day, another dollar for them. They have the money. They can do whatever they want, I suppose. Exactly. And in the long run, even three years from now, when they actually finally put it on clearance, you know, to them, it's not too much money lost. But sometimes you just got to take that cut. But even now, it's just. Uh, it's I was at uh, EB and they have tons of black series figures. And I think it's. Again, from two, like almost a year and a half to two years ago. You know, even I see the scrambling. Um, you got you're not really into the Star Wars black series, are you? I'm not, but I do look at them because I do still hunt for uh, the group that we're in. So yeah. I'm like keeping my eye out. And I was going to ask, is it hard for you? Because every time I try, I'm like, I don't know. I don't find any of these things. <laughs> like there's all these exclusives and then there are, those four will be sold out. And then the one figure will just be peg warping like forever. Like yeah. Han Solo from whatever wave that was. Or Farm Boy Luke. It's just sitting there (laughs) it's like that one time i went out and i was at walmart and they had the skids out and i'm looking at all the boxes and i'm like oh star wars so i like sneak it off the skid and i'm like opening it and i'm like oh these are new so message elvin hey do you need this guy it's it's fun it's fun to do the hunt but sometimes you don't always get what you're looking for 
it's um when i first started hunting it was always super exciting to find something in the wild like it was like i'd rush and tell everyone like oh i found it like it was an exciting <laughs> thing for me but now now it's like treasure hunting <laughs> where you don't know what you're gonna get and that's always been the case but now i'm just expecting failure <laughs> like i'm gonna go to toys r us and it's gonna be a bunch of fortnite stuff that's fine if you like fortnite i like those figures they're cool but they don't even release those properly yeah it you that's really just the pink bunny suit guy <laughs> you gotta lower your expectations it's yeah and you know one of the uh most annoying things you know, it's not peg warmers right then and there. It's ones that are going to be. For example, while I was there hunting on those skids, I did come across the Infinity War Iron Man, which I picked up one for Elvin. And they're, I think, because they're deluxe, they're $34.99 or $39, somewhere around there. And I was on Marketplace and some guy's trying to sell it for $65. I'm like, dude. The ones that I put down on a shelf at Walmart are still there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird too. It's weird when I see those prices. Sometimes I want to make a post underneath that one saying, these are all at this store, by the way, for retail. <laughs> so I don't... You know, I get but... what they were doing with the Infinity Saga figures. Some of them are a hit. Like, can we just briefly touch on that Surtur figure? The review oh, yeah. that we did, what an awesome looking figure. I want him, but where am I going to put him? Should I throw him in with my X-Men figures? <laughs> I'm in the same boat where I have him. I'm like, I don't even know where to put you. I bought you purely for aesthetic reasons because you look fantastic, but I don't know what I'm going to do with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have an MCU case. I don't have a Thor display or anything like that. He just looks cool. <laughs> You know, I just put them on, like, do random shelf. Like, just yeah. random figures from the Marvel universe and just plop it on there if they're really awesome figures. And, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there to anyone who's listening. Do you guys have a random shelf of just random figures that don't fit into, for example, your X-Men collection? Do you just pile a bunch of random figures in there? Let us know post it on Instagram. I'll post uh, our podcast photo on there probably by Wednesday and just let us know. That is a good point. Sometimes you just need a random top 10 shelf, basically. <laughs> now I have a question for you. Okay. I was going to ask you your ideal wave, like if you could make one up, but I'll just limit it to two pack. What would your two pack or three pack be if you could do it? Because oh. normally sometimes, sometimes there's a three pack with just one useless character what would your perfect one be okay so i will quickly answer both <laughs> my ideal wave would be a phoenix saga wave so you know maybe the star jammers would be an amazing wave i think everyone's waiting for that and we know that big green robot guy would be an amazing build a figure piece you know, and for a three pack, I think having Lalandra, her brother to Ken, and I think it would be pretty awesome to maybe redo a gladiator with a bit of metallic finish to it. 
would be pretty oh, sweet. Yeah. Give him a new body, maybe. You could even reuse that one. Yeah. Just, like, paint him up better. I know people don't really like the Hyperion body anymore, but <laughs> if he's if he's there, he's there, so. Yeah. What about you? What would you, what What's your ideal wave or three-pack? If they were smart, they would do a Life Foundation symbiote pack. <laughs> they won't do that. Instead, they will just scatter them all throughout the years. We got Lasher randomly in one wave. I think it was even the Lizard build a figure. Oh. Let me see here. You, like, yeah, it was. So Lasher was part of the Lizard build a figure wave. Why? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you release all like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 clearly missing something here. I didn't go to business school, but that seems like an easy sell for me. Take all the symbiotes, put them in a, make it an Amazon exclusive. I hate those so much, but I would buy an Amazon exclusive symbiote pack. Uh, the end. Hasbro, take note because you know it's that would be a better pack than that Wolverine one that's coming up. That doesn't make sense. It's. You know, we're getting the wolf, another Wolverine, which don't get me wrong, shirtless, a new head sculpt, you know, and we're getting one of the Hellfire Club. We're getting Kalisto and then um, a new Omega Red. And who else was in that? Do you remember? Cyber, the metal arms guy. Right. You know, why didn't they do... They could have put Lady Deathstrike in that set, which would have made more sense. Yes. And put Kalisto in the villains. You know, she's not really a villain, no. It's kind of anti-hero, I guess. But she could have been... What is she? Is she a marauder? What what um, what um, group was she with? Uh, Morlocks. Yeah, more, there we go. And make one. <laughs> like, there's shit... Open a comic book. The end. That's all you have to do. Just... Look at any team in a comic and just make that a build a figure wave. It's... I know they will never do that because they like to have future future purchases. Yeah, like they need to scatter the figures between waves so you'll have a reason to get the next wave. And they need to make the build a figure appealing, so you there's two reasons to get it. So, oh, I need all the symbiotes, but half of the symbiotes are with this other wave, so I need to get that. I'll, I'll just stick to the symbiotes. No, but the Build-A-Figure is cool. I need to get the whole wave now. Like, it's it's that. Yeah. But you could still just give us cool characters. Um, my second idea would have been a Rogue and Gambit 2-pack. Oh, yes. Kind of like the old Toy Biz one. Did you ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. And um, recently I saw the Cannonball and Domino 2-pack from... I think that was a Toy Biz one too. Because I was curious. I was like, why are they releasing Domino and Cannonball again together? <laughs> and I think it's a reference and a throwback to that old Toy Biz one. Yeah. Like, when they showed that photo off, I'm just going to the photo. You know, I'm excited for Richter. He looks sick. You know, the Domino, the classic Domino. I like that kind of 90s look, but they really need to come up with a new female body sculpt for the legs because those scrawny legs are just... I hate them. Ugh. When you gave me um, 
I think it was Wasp. I was like, oh, this is a, this is way better. The armors maybe could use an update, but yeah. just the lower the lower body and legs. So much better. And even the um, the body of Psylocke when she came out, that is a whole new body sculpt. And yeah. like the legs and the torso and even the bust, you know, I'm not, I don't need all these female characters to have big, huge boobs, you know, <laughs> people like that. But, and I know some characters. It's not like, for everyone. Yeah. But, you know, not all of them need it. And, you know, we're getting another cannonball, which, yay, he has legs and he's different colors. Should have been, should have been, should have been done that way in the first place, to be honest. You know, <laughs> that should have been a pack. That's, there's a peg warmer. Cannonball without legs. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's so easily found. Like, there's tons of him. But, you know, it's Hasbro's way of, okay, how, well, look at how they release bath figures as deluxe figures, which I'm thankful for in a sense of, you know what, if you missed out on it and you're just getting into yeah. collecting, it's great. You know, and if you were the collector of that wave and you built it, you ain't going to trade it unless the next one has all amazing new features because, you know, you worked on that. So uh -huh. you bought the figures, you hunted them down, you built it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. I have two Venoms for that reason. One was a builder figure. One was the um, just the deluxe one. Yeah. I didn't feel the need to get rid of the first one. It's whatever, but... <laughs> Same with Kingpin. Yeah. You know, it, but, it was cool packaging because they did do the retro card, which every collector out there is going crazy for. I know I love the old X-Men packaging from Toy Biz, and I actually have a Rogue and Phoenix carded on that. So, yeah. I don't remember any... I was probably too young. Any Toy Biz <laughs> peg warmers. No, I remember Toy Biz. I don't remember like going into Toys R Us and seeing a bunch of just peg warming, peg warming Toy Biz figures though. It seems like they got their case in and whatever was there sold out. When they were so much easier to find. Yeah. God, I remember. Those were the days. <laughs> I, I remember being a kid and going into, we used to go down to New York, called, um, Buffalo, New York. And so we'd go into Hills and... They had KB toy stores, so I'd rush to the aisle, and I'm like, they actually got the Mystique figure from the Monsters, and you know the Storm figure, the classic white outfit, and those were the days. Now it's don't expect much. Yeah, but on on the topic of peg warming, I do realize they should update the female bodies as well. Mm -hmm. They've had they have like at least four different ones. They just keep using the smallest one now i'm not sure why but hopefully that changes <laughs> me too they really need to get rid of the body that they used for peggy carter we've seen too much yeah. of that in the house of x wave and it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work hasbro oh well <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed for the future yeah but on to uh on to a more uplifting topic Ironically, we're going to talk about some blood and guts and horror. Oh. I I decided to watch Fear Street. I wanted to dive into Chris's world. 
So give us a little, a little recap of like, what is this? Like, it, is this, this is an anthology. It's and oh, sorry. Is this was this written by R.L. Stein? Like, were these based off the books? Uh, I don't think they were based off books, but it is by R.L. Stein. So the amazing okay. writer of Goosebumps. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so we are left with three movies that are based in three different timelines. And all these movies connect to complete the story. So it was a very smart way of doing it. That was a Netflix original. You know, I enjoyed it. But you were saying you only watched the first one. So did you yeah. want to give your take on what you thought? And so right away, like, you know me, I don't really watch horror movies. Mm -hmm. So I gave this thing, I gave this a try. I was being open-minded and I enjoyed it. It was a little, um, I don't know if I'd call it campy. But you know how horror horror movies go. Like there's a slasher or there's a ghost or there's some zombies. Yeah. Like there's a formula here. In this case, we were dealing with a witch's curse. And the thing that makes or breaks these for me mm -hmm. are the casting choices and the acting of the characters. Like I know the trope is the teenagers have to be stupid and they have to do stupid things to get killed and maybe one or two of them survived. But it doesn't mean up until that point they're... <laughs> There can't be like excitement and good acting and entertainment. So I was happy with the cast. I thought it was, I picked one character to focus on and it was the brother. I think his name is Josh. Yeah. And he was the, the stereotypical like nerdy guy who studied the rituals just as a hobby. So he was their go-to like, oh, I have the answer for this, by the way. I know how to break this curse. Oh, I know how to do this. <laughs> oh, I can hack. Like he was their like golden ticket to safety. Yeah. And I liked watching him because when it comes to horror movies, you don't know who's going to live or die. <laughs> Can I just say, because you watched the first one. And by the way, yeah. if you're listening, there are going to be spoilers. Um, but especially near the end in the supermarket, when all that killing started happen, I did not expect that. I didn't either. Which I think, oh, these... <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> Which I love that because you think, you know, when you're watching a movie and your mind's going at it and, you know, like myself, I watch a lot of horror. So you can kind of gauge where it's going to go and kind of it's predictable. This was not predictable. I love that. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I liked it too. Um Mainly because, you know, when you watch, like, superhero movies, you know Thor's going to win. Even <laughs> if he loses, he's still going to be around. Like, oh, I'm not going to be worried about you, Thor. Yeah. No matter what happens, you're going to be alive at the end. <laughs> By the middle of this movie, I was like, I don't know if any of you kids are going to make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's 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 frustrating to me when I watch horror movies where there's some where, where the last person makes it out and the twist is they are still doomed. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh my god, I just watched two hours of you trying to escape and this is just frustrating. <laughs> when you're dealing with ghosts, you can't just punch the ghost in the face. Like you got to do some sort of ridiculous <laughs> spell to get rid of them. So 
that's one of the main reasons I avoid horror movies. Okay. I like villains you can punch. <laughs> and I, I, I don't do well with um, certain violence. Mm-hmm. Like if I see if I see an arm snap, it's game over. I'm like, okay, that's enough. Oh. <laughs> Gonna turn this off for today. <laughs> that's kind of and... a good thing you didn't finish, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna finish it still. This okay. I'm I'm involved now, and I'm gonna stick through it. I liked it enough to keep going. Yeah. And another thing I hate is eyeball stuff. Get that out of here. Are there any eyeball stuffs in the future ones? Um, a little bit. But oh, it's not anything where um, it's super gory. It's yeah. kind of quick. So that means okay, I can't. Well, we'll see. Okay, so. Now. You can't what? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, if there's going to be spoilers, am I going to spoil it for you? No, I'll still watch it. Yeah? Yeah, I'll still watch it. Okay. I'm invested now. So the first... Um, part it makes you want to watch the rest of them right yeah okay that's good that's what you want in these movies you know you want to make sure that they're gonna come back and watch a second one they were smart in how they released it they released it i believe it was a week in between each one so you kind of had to build up being like oh i can't wait to see the second one so that's good at least they didn't wait a year. Sometimes they people wait months to release their next project. And I'm like, I'm losing interest fast. So Yeah. And but I, that's cool. I think that's what they thought about this, you know, because it is one whole story broken down in three. You know, they didn't want to separate it too much because people would lose interest in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's cool because we're getting three movies and in three different times. And we're seeing some of uh, the same actors, especially in the third one, in the recreation. So, but you enjoyed the first one and you're going to continue. That is amazing. I can't wait for you to watch them. What do you think about the cast? Like, do you, Are they not even like acting wise? Like, what did you think about the characters? Did you like the main, <laughs> the main character? I think Dina was her name. Uh, you know... It's so hard because, you know, we're getting, well, I'm getting to this age where, you know, everyone who's younger than me, I'm like, oh, are they even old enough to act? You know, <laughs> um, I thought they were good. There were a couple good ones, uh, some interesting choices. I've never seen these actors before. So it was a great kind of you know, start here and then work your way up. Uh, I like some of the acting, which I will get into about the third part. I actually really didn't like it. You didn't like the acting or you didn't like the third part, like film-wise? Like you didn't like the story? Uh, I didn't like the acting. Okay. Did that ruin it for you? Like were you pleased with the finale? Okay, so why don't I start from... Oh, no, you sighed. sighed. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll start from the beginning. So obviously everyone knows I'm big into horror. So watching the first first part, I enjoyed it. It's based on the 1994. And, you know, we're getting 
amazing music, right? I love that. I, I actually like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> some good hits in there. So the guy who worked on music, bravo, guy, woman, great choices. You know, it kind of felt like, you know, it wasn't trying to reboot any horror movies. And, you know, even though some of it felt familiar, it was still new and fresh and enjoyable. So that kept me in there and I just couldn't stop watching it. And especially the end scene or the grocery store scene when you thought, oh, my God, these guys are surviving. And then. Oh, poor, poor actress who got her head put through a a bread cutting machine. Yeah, I think her name was Kate. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I looked away. Oh, and then the the guy gets an axe to his head I'm just, my mind was blown. I'm like, okay, this is even better because I did not even expect that. So, um, leading into the second one, the second one I really enjoyed because it kind of, it was a reflection on Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. You know, it's based in a camp. You know, we get the cheesiness that's in there. It's very kiddish, but you know what? I enjoyed it. I'm 38. I thought it was great. Had some great scenes in there. I'm not going to give everything away. So the premise of this story is there's two towns. One town is doing very well. The other town is not. But yet they come together and there's a curse on the town. So this curse will curse a dead body and come back to life to take another life. So in the second one, we learn a little bit more of this curse by the witch. So she casts the curse and the name gets written in the stone and then these monsters that have or people that have died before go and chase after the next sacrifice so this witch made a deal with the devil to get what she wants and in return she has to offer up the sacrifice have i lost you yet no no okay i'm still here (laughs) so um, yeah, I was just like, what is this? What is this person? What's this witch's problem? Like, why are you freaking out? <laughs> like, I, I didn't know what her deal was, but I need to. Yes, this recap is helping. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the lead up is amazing. So we're in the camp and we get a new killer and they figure out that the witch's hand was cut off and she cut off her own hand and left it on the land. And that's what is causing all these curses because she cursed it. So in the movie, the second part, they figure out that they need to get this severed hand back to the body so they can lift the curse. So the ends, the two girls that are still around, they got this hand, they found it, and they're trying to, they go back to the tree where the witch was hung and 
buried and they're digging and digging trying to find the body so they could put the hand back and then these monsters come out of nowhere kills one of the sisters one survives and it's it's a really again it just keeps you wanting to know what happens next because you know all we know is this curse these monsters keep coming back which can we talk about that female um which one the the one with the razor blade she was creepy wasn't she in the first one yeah (laughs) i did not like that at all she didn't even look she didn't look abnormal she's just like a nutcase with her (laughs) and she bothered me the most it's like, oh, you're making me feel uneasy, lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's that creepy look in her eyes. Yeah. So kudos to that actress. Yeah. And uh, the guy with the axe from Nighthawk Camp, I believe the name mm-hmm. was, he kind of reminded me of the town that dreaded sundown, which is based off a true story. This guy would go around to make a point and he would kill teens. So it was kind of cool that they played off that, but they also kind of gave him a bit of a new look. Not really. I still enjoyed it. So we let, we leave off in the second part where the one sister gets killed, the one survives. Then they figure out where the body is actually buried. And it's at the mall that we begin the whole story from 1994, which is kind of cool. It's a full circle. So it kind of brings you back. So they're digging up the body and she's about to place the hand. And then all of a sudden she flashes back going into the third part, which is 1666. So it's based in that time period. It's a small colony and you know, back in that time, witches were persecuted. So if you were claimed to be one, it was very crucible. If you haven't seen it, it was the whole witch trials that happened in oh, real yeah. life. Like the Salem, yeah. Salem witch trials. So uh, where was I going with this? So she's having this major flashback and she's living it as the witch was living it. So we've seen that main actress playing Sarah Fear. And it was, I think it was mostly the accents that was throwing me off to the acting. You know, some of it was good because you, uh, when you ask me, did it ruin it? It kind of did, but it was still the final part of the movie series. It was so good i did not again i did not expect what they were gonna show us so these two the two girls that were in the first one the boy uh the two girlfriends they have a relationship in 1666 and so these two get labeled as witches they're being hunted her family who uh, her uncle moved out of the colony. So he lives on his own in this little cabin. And so they're trying to figure out, you know, where the curse originated from. 
So in the end, they find out that it was her uncle who was the one killing everybody. So did he did he purposely frame them? Exactly. So he was the one who made the deal with the devil and he was the starting point of the whole curse. So he was uh, giving up the sacrifices so he could get everything he wanted in life. But he blamed Sarah fear for being the witch. So while everyone was preoccupied with her, he was causing all this death and that's why the two little towns separated one was amazing looking and the other one was kind of ditchy yeah so and he passed every generation he would pass this whole ritual onto his family member to continue the growth of the little town and so sarah fear wasn't a witch at all but she did verbally curse him when she was about to be hung i feel so yeah i like that kind of story i like i like i like lore like that right it's it kind of switches it up to what you were expecting and gives you something new i feel bad because i feel like i ruined it for you no because um, I normally go to Wikipedia and read horror film plots first, and then I watch it. Uh. So, <laughs> so like I don't care. Um, it's usually the the like synopsis that l- lures me in. Okay. So this is this is I would have looked it up anyway, basically. And I did leave out some um, big points. So, you know, again, if you are listening to me, sometimes my description isn't the best. But what I can feel good about is I do recommend watching this it it's enjoyable you know I didn't mind it even though I had the slight issue with the accents and the third one you know there was it was great it was there was more to it but that is the general storyline of the movie so on that note even though what would you give it out of 10 I would probably give this a seven and a half Okay. Yeah. I didn't finish, so I can't review it. But I'm curious what <laughs> our expert at Blood and Guts thinks about it. So that's not a bad score. That's decent for like a streaming service direct to Netflix movie. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not. I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. You know, everyone's yeah, going to be different. Now I'm kind of thinking maybe it's an eight. Uh, I'm going to stick with 7.5. Yeah, your first one's normally right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. Go watch it. It's Yeah, I'll watch it. Stay in, watch a movie, order some pizza, binge watch it. So we've gotten the horror flick out of the way. Uh, we both watched something a little more uplifting. We both checked out What If this week. Yes. Chris, you recently finished it, so it's probably still fresh in your mind. Do you feel they have something going with this? Like, do you like these what-if stories? Or do you prefer they just stick to the main universe? Like, do you like 
basically what's happened here in my mind, and clearly this is what they're banking off of, is anyone who didn't finish Loki, this is a spoiler, but they accidentally caused a timeline. What is it called? Uh, rift. Where they just, yeah, timeline rifts, where they're just multiple universes and multiple realities have been opening up. And this is a perfect opportunity to have mini series of alternate realities short stories. So that's what What If is about. We get the narrator of The Watcher telling us different stories from different points of time. And what I liked about this episode one is we're dealing with a Captain America story in this case. The only difference is Peggy Carter becomes Captain America or Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers. And it gave us a breakdown of the moment where the divergence started. So because she didn't go into the booth when Steve was being subjected to the super soldier serum, she was on the ground floor. What happened originally is um, Hydra spy was there to sabotage the, like the experiment. And it led to Steve still being successfully turned into a super soldier. But in this situation, Peggy tried to stop the guy, which led to Steve being shot, which means she had to take the serum instead. So that's what that's what happened with this. Now, the animation is a little it looked a little stylized here. Did that bother you? What, what was your first impression when you saw it, like going in when you turned it on? I I enjoyed it. I kind of felt like it was a comic book, like a stylized, uh, saturated color comic book. And you know what? I had no problem with it. I think we're getting, are we getting different animations every episode? Is it going to change? I don't know. Based on the trailer, they all looked similar. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed it, especially the part when she was training and she was like going really fast, how the light was going on her face, but it wasn't really moving, so I really felt like I was looking at a comic book page, and you know, I liked it. There were some. There was one point during the animation where the guy's face came close to the screen, and it looked uh-huh. very Disney animation. Like, uh, what's his name from Frozen? The blonde-haired guy. Oh, Elsa? I looked at Elsa. Yeah. Or, oh, Olaf? Or not Olaf. I forgot his name now. Just the, the main dude. Yeah. it That point was very Disney to me, but I, I'm i loving the animation, and I can't wait for next episode. So what sold it for me was when she... I didn't hate it. Like, I liked it still. But as soon as I saw her in action how fluid the animation was when she was fighting. I was like, okay, well, first things first, I need to go pre-order her action figure right now because she's being a badass. Two, they need to make more episodes of her. I hope they do, or I hope this leads to somewhere where she shows up again. It seems like a waste if these are just one-off episodes, but I can't picture that. So with these episodes coming out, I know we've only seen the first one. Did you have any desire to buy any of the action figures and if not do you now <laughs> like would you go buy agent carter i thought elvin wasn't uh in this episode enabler <laughs> i didn't i didn't tell you to buy it i'm just curious if you're going to buy it you know it's funny you say that because when i was watching it 
And after Hasbro did the unveiling of these figures all based on what if, uh, it's going to be so tough. You know, I do, especially some of the scenes in the episode with the Hydra Stomper. Like, how amazing would it be to recreate that look with Captain Carter and Hydra Stomper? You know, I'm definitely probably gonna be getting the zombie Captain America. That's a given. Oh, I figured. I figured you would. <laughs> I didn't even, I wasn't even gonna ask about that one. It's <laughs> like, Chris is, Chris is getting that. <laughs> but I really, you know, it's gonna be tough. I'm not saying I'm gonna buy all of them. But, you know, I since they first gave us a little hint of the stylized animation from Into the Spider-Verse with Miles and the rest of the gang, I really like how they kind of created that look. And I kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm digging what I'm seeing so far. So, you know, there might be a possibility that I do buy them. But right I'm now, I'm curious to see um, see the zombie hunter Spider Man in action. That will <sighs> that will be the deciding factor if I get his figure because I don't even know. Like I, he looks like he has Doctor Strange's cloak. Oh yes, and he does also come with a unmasked head. Yeah, which is amazing. We all love those extra accessories. I think I'll get him just for like the Spider Verse, Spider Verse. Um display yeah and uh you know and i'm looking at it and the more i look at that peggy carter figure i think i'm gonna have to buy it because that was just a sick episode i really enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) what did you think about her design i saw some people didn't like that they said she was too bulky but in my opinion like we have strong female characters that are slender like spider woman we have strong female characters that are ripped yeah like captain marvel and now we have a buff looking one so they all can't look the same to me but then again i don't know i i thought it made sense you know yeah like it doesn't make sense that you know she gets the serum and she comes out just like a regular female but when steve goes in there he's a scrawny skinny dude and all of a sudden he's this built muscled strong guys so why wouldn't they do the same you know they still Mm -hmm. kept her um feminine but she was just a strong female character what i don't it didn't bug me at all whatsoever yeah you know it it is what it is and it's a cartoon people she's not going anywhere you just have to accept it now yeah (laughs) calm down it's a comic it's a it's a cartoon. It's an action figure. And from what I'm looking at, the figure looks amazing. You know, it still gives her feminine shape. We know she's a female, but she's a strong, powerful. You do not want to mess with her. So. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the zombie cap right now. Yeah. And it looks like he has some see-through parts like where his pants rip you can see through his leg i hope they do that i hope you know how when they do zombies they fill in yes the holes and just paint it pink or green yeah i hope i hope they leave it hollow i have some good news for you i was watching the 
uh, fan first, and yeah. it is see-through. And there's actually oh, nice. a couple pieces. And what's not in that photo... Oh, there we go. So yeah, he's got some see-through pieces on his legs. Oh, they don't show the back of it. But they did show the back, and he's got a big gouge out of his back. Uh they did such a I think they really did a good job on this wave you know I've watched the fan firsts and I thought okay but when I watched this I don't know why I got really excited <laughs> I didn't even see the cartoon the cartoon was a preview trailer at this point uh-huh. and you know they gave us some interesting figures like the oh, what's her name oh Nebula Nebula I didn't know what to think of that. What did you think of her look? I don't... I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I just don't care. I don't care about this one. (laughs) But I'm sure if I see her in action, then maybe it can change my mind. Right? But right now, right now, I'm like, oh, she has cool hair. I like her hair. (laughs) I like that head sculpt. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Marilyn Monroe in space. Yeah. It's like you can do something. We can make a Sue Storm out of that or something. <laughs> uh, but going back to your earlier question about the what ifs, I love stuff like this. You know, I'm sure anyone, if you've watched anything out there, and it doesn't have to be comics, it's what if this happened instead of what actually happened? You know, it's it's great little short stories that gives us a little bit of a something to not on and think about and then we get to go back to what we already love you know we're gonna yeah. love both of these storylines and you know what with this what ifs maybe it'll help create more stories down the road you know something to revisit something to bring back i am excited for it um people say there's not a lot of originality when it comes to hollywood anymore and this might not be original but there are so many opportunities with just different stories they could tell. So I'm excited. Yeah. You know, that's comic books are big right now, but the great thing is they are original to people who are watching it for the first time and didn't read comics. It's new. It's original. And even if you've read comics, they've changed it so much that, you know, you can still enjoy it. So I'm loving Marvel all the way. And, you know, last week we talked about Suicide Squad and I'm back in for DC. And that's good. Yeah. Did they lose you for a little bit? (laughs) I think they lost everybody. I'm like, (laughs) this was the this was the winning factor that brought them back. And I, I swear this movie probably created so many more fans. You know, I I cannot get enough of this movie. And I know we talked about it last week, but like it was just it clearly left an impression on you. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the uh, uh, polka dot man. <laughs> and just, now he yeah. pictured his mom. Oh, my God. You know, when you watch a movie and there's a funny part and you just can't stop laughing and then you try and keep watching and then you're just giggling for the rest of the movie it's just oh i feel that 100 i've been there <laughs> but yeah this what if i'm loving it um if you want based off the first episode 
I'm going to keep watching it. And do you want me to rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Let's give her. I want to hear. What are you? What are you giving it? I'm going to give it an eight. Me too. The reason for that is it was fast paced. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just all action, but any talking moment they had immediately led up to another scene. It was just fast, direct, to the point, in and out. Got my fill. Pa- fantastic. Perfect. So I'm giving <laughs> it an eight as well. Leave it to Disney to take a storyline and fit it into 33 minutes. Like, I, yeah. it's witchcraft, I swear. I did like um, how they're using some some of the voice actors from the films, like the MCU. But like for example, Steve Rogers, they have Josh Keaton. He's one of my favorite. He voiced Spider Man in a couple couple things in the um, Shattered Dimension video game and Spectacular Spider Man. But then we got Haley Atwell, Stanley Tucci again. He was Doctor Abraham Erskine. Oh, that was Don't, him. Yeah, yeah it was him. Uh, <laughs> and then we had um, Bradley Whitford as C- C- Colonel uh, Flynn with his smarmy voice. Mm-hmm. So. Normally, I talk about acting, but the majority of these people are already <laughs> actors, so I didn't really have a problem with them at all. Like, they did what they normally do, just in cartoon form. Who was the voice? Because I know we talked about this uh, when it first came up about the voice actors and how some of them got changed. Who's doing yeah. Bucky Barnes? Oh, it's still him. Is it? Is they, that? Apparently, it was still him, yeah. <laughs> that did not sound like a... <laughs> You didn't think it's Alex Sebastian? No. I was excited I, about I, it too. And I'm just like, oh, he didn't. They changed it. It did not sound like him. I swear I read it with him. Okay. He didn't, he didn't really have. Okay, here's 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 my impression. So we have okay. we have Winter Soldier depressed Bucky, but now we have Bucky who's just in his prime and young and so I don't know. Maybe that's why. Oh, that's probably. Maybe. It. I'm just like, yeah. oh, he's not all broody. Why is he so cheery? But I guess you know he didn't get kidnapped, and I yeah, love and that. For it. <laughs> I love that part in there on the train when he's like, oh, I almost lost an arm. <laughs> yeah, they keep saying things like that, alluding to how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, there, he's gonna lose at the end of this episode, which I thought was gonna happen, but no. Yeah, he still has his arm. Just confirming if it was him. Yeah, <laughs> funny. Yeah, enough. it was him. It was him. It was him. Okay. And I'm... then they had um, Toby Jones's Arnim Zola. Like half of these people are the MCU actors. Oh wow. Yeah. So kudos to them. That's a lot of money. But then I am, like I said. Steve Rogers wasn't Chris Evans. It was Josh Keaton. You know, sometimes they have to make some changes, and I'm yeah. okay with that. They don't have a couple million to drop on a voice. So. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand. Uh, especially, like, Tony Stark. Could you imagine what he would ask for? Yeah, no, they recasted him immediately. Yeah. But that being said, I'm excited. Uh, there's not much more to say on that note. I am excited for episode two. I think it's T'Challa as Star Lord, so I don't that's know what the plot will be. But be we'll find out. I can't wait yep. to see how that's going to play out. Like like we said, anything can happen. So good point. Cares how <laughs> cares how he ended up in space. <laughs> but we'll just have to stay tuned, and once we do, we'll be back here to report on it. But. 
With that being said, it's time to say goodnight to the viewers. I have errands to do, but I wanted to pop in and talk comics and movies and toys with Chris over here. So thank you for your time. Thank you for, for joining. Listeners. Exactly. Thank you for joining wherever you are in the world, universe. Have yourself a good day, good afternoon, and good night. Bye. Goodbye.